Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Houghton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. It is good to be back on the airwaves, and I apologize that it has taken me so long. I am not releasing episodes as quickly as I had hoped. However, I'm pleased to say that I am doing my best to change that. For those of you that have been following my monthly updates, I do write regularly and release an article once a month, really just giving a quick summary of how everything's going with us and I guess a lot of our deep thoughts that we have on the FIRE movement. I also at the same time give an update on our overall portfolio, which I'm pleased to report in October hit the €300,000 mark for the first time. So we have seen an incredible jump in our portfolio over the last 12 months. I wish I could say because of smart investing and a strong market return, but no, this is the year of high inflation and low returns. So the only way I've found to be able to increase our portfolio is from good old-fashioned grinding. And I think I mentioned on the last episode, we've been saving around 10,000 euros a month to be able to see that portfolio jump. And as I mentioned, over now the 300,000 euro mark, which is great. So we do release monthly articles. And I realized that I should probably expand on a lot of what I talk about on the blog, because truth be told, it takes a long time and a lot of effort to write very little. And it's quite easy for me to expand on some of these things in a fairly impromptu format on the podcast. And so the article that I released this month was called All Roads Lead to Semi-Retirement, which lo and behold is the topic of today's episode. And it's something which I've been reflecting on a lot recently, and I guess particularly so because of the high inflation environment that we're in at the moment, and that's certainly one major aspect of it. But there's other aspects as well, and I guess over the last few months, I've been trying to find shortcuts to try and find a way to actually retire early and make it happen, particularly because we do have three young kids and and they're going to be dependent on us for a number of years still yet. And you guys might be aware that we've actually bought two rental properties this year. So we've done pretty well on that front. And I started to look at ways to be able to potentially live off the rental income and maybe get around the 4% rule because saving 25 times your expenses, it's a lot. Particularly for our family, we currently live off around 45,000 euros per year. So for us to retire off that would need a portfolio of around 1.25 million euro. And then factoring in inflation on that, so let's say we hit 10% inflation this year, it just continually results in our fire number getting further and further away to a point that even though we're saving 10,000 euros a month, it'll get to a stage where we're actually only saving that to keep up with inflation. And so it gets kind of depressing. And so we started to look at ways around that. And truth be told, no matter which path I took, all roads led to semi-retirement. And I kind of alluded back to the rental income. So even for the case of, say, maybe we paid off three mortgages and, and we had three various tenants living in three rental properties and we think right okay we can live off that maybe each of them is paying say 1200 euros a month right that's 3600 euros gross income coming in let's go and retire and that's all fun and games until a tenant or two stops paying the rent or maybe this 
a major structural problem in the house or it needs a new roof or new carpets and so on and so forth. And these expenses keep coming back every few years. And so the whole plan starts to fall apart pretty quickly. However, that plan, when there's a little bit of income coming in, can be quite effective. You see, there's an ironic twist in the FIRE movement. And we could probably go back to 2019, actually, in my own situation to look at that. So in 2019, keep in mind, we discovered the FIRE movement in early 2018. And back in 2017, before I discovered the FIRE movement, we were very much like a little hamster on a spinny wheel, right? Well and truly in the rat race. Because our expenses were high, we just had a new baby, and my income, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great at the time. It was really just enough to cover our expenses. So basically, I was like a little rat going down every day, doing the same thing, only to see no money saved at the end of the month. And it was, yeah, it was it was a fairly sad existence uh, in the sense that I really felt trapped. So 2018, we discover fire and we start finding ways to increase our income. So that was really a major aspect, obviously working on the decreasing the expenses, but focusing a lot on increasing the income to the point that by the end of 2018, we'd increased our income enough that I realized that I could work half of what I was doing now and still cover our expenses. And so that's what I did. In 2019, I worked part time. We still saved a little bit of money and life was good. It was a really nice, happy medium. Now, it wasn't perfect because I kind of an itching part of me was really wanting to go, come on, let's keep working, let's push on a little bit. And when COVID hit in 2020, suddenly we were in lockdown, there really wasn't a huge amount to do, that going back to work full time made a lot of sense. And since then, it's very much been continuing on with that trend because the opportunities have come and the money has come and the incentive to go to work and earn that little bit of extra money is there, particularly at this stage when we're still growing our portfolio. Now, it's not going to be there forever. And at some point, the portfolio will get big enough to not need to worry too much. But the key thing here and the key takeaway from today's episode is that all of those steps and every time we increase our income and we continue to take new opportunities and we we relatively have kept our expenses under check. And even though inflation has been doing its thing, we're continually improving on managing our expenses and getting better at that, that we haven't necessarily noticed our expenses going up overall. So we've kept that in check, which is important, but our savings rate has increased significantly. Now, the savings rate is the amount of income that you save compared to what we spend. And just to put this in perspective, our savings rate has gone from 0% in 2017 to around 50% in 2020, and it's slowly increased up, and this year it hit 75%, which means that for every four days that I work, I only need one of those four to cover our expenses. If we put that in context of a month, that means in a month, which we typically work about 20 days a month, I only need five days of that to cover our expenses, which means that if I were to effectively stop working three weeks of a month, our family would still be in a very good position. And when you look at that in a bigger picture, if I were to work half of what I am now, we would still be saving half of our income. So the numbers are fairly significant. And it, it's, it's kind of scary when you actually look at that, because I even stopped and paused myself when I said it to think, am I correct? And of course I am. And so you quickly see the impact that savings rate has, which is why, in my opinion, savings rate is the most important metric when it comes to pursuing financial independence because it gives so much freedom within itself. You may never ever hit early retirement, but if you can increase that savings rate to 50% or more, it gives you so many options. And so it is likely that at some point 
I will reduce the amount of time that I spend working and embrace some sort of semi-retirement because it just makes sense, right? Trying to retire with children is just so difficult because our income level needs to be so high. To save over a million euro is very, very difficult. However, when I look at what our life would be post children, so when our children are young adults and they start hopefully going and bringing their own incomes in and become less dependent on us financially, the numbers change significantly. And it's a lot easier for us to prepare for early retirement post-children. And keep in mind that this would be when we're in our late 40s and early 50s. So still very much early retirement in the scheme of things. But I also want to challenge the notion of early retirement as well. You see, a lot of bloggers and influencers that you see embracing some form of early retirement don't really retire in the true sense at all. Nobody seems to be going around and playing golf all day. They all seem to go and work on passion projects and largely escape the corporate world, uh, which you often see in these articles. And so for many of us, that could be a great balance and certainly something that I could do. So for example, I could go back and just do conventional freelancing again, which is somewhat ironic because that's what I was doing before I started our fire journey anyway. But the point is, is that the sky is largely the limit and it really does come back to that concept of savings rate. The last thing I wanna mention on this is that semi-retirement or the semi-retirement phase, if you like, it's really up to the individual. There's no magic way to be semi-retired. And you see this all the time. So semi-retired could just be about enjoying work or maybe taking a project or a job, not for the money, but for the passion. And even if it's working full time, it could just be a mindset. Actually, I was talking with my builder the other day and my builder, I have to meet with him and I'm always trying to give him financial advice and help him where I can. We're having a relatively long conversation and he said to me at some point, Michael, do you like what you do? And I gave him the answer that I've always given anybody that ever asked me if I like what I do, which is no, no, I hate it. And he said, Michael, he said, learn to love it. He said, he said, you're going to be doing this for a long time. Learn to love it. Now, he doesn't know just how close I am in terms of getting potentially to fire. And in many cases, I've just been trying to basically grind my way to financial independence. But what he said really stuck with me. And I've actually found myself recently trying to embrace that concept. So I have been making changes at work. I have been taking on better projects cruisier projects if you like, projects with less stress and not necessarily chasing the biggest project and the, the project that, that pays the most, but trying to reflect more on is this going to be a good balance for our situation? And it's definitely helped and I'm certainly finding it's a lot easier for me to get up in the morning time. And this is really what the semi-retirement phase is all about. You see, it's about finding some sort of balance in there. I've often said if you if you actually like what you do for your income, then the desire to retire early from it suddenly goes away. I'm so envious of anybody who gets up in the morning and loves what they do. And look, I guess with anything, life is largely about balance, right? Like too much of anything can be a bad thing. I found myself over the summer playing too much golf and suddenly I wanted to take a break from golf. And look, work is like that. Sometimes the trouble with work is that you have to go and do it rather than want to go and do it. And I guess that's what semi-retirement gives us. And so the point of all this stuff is for so many of us, we're trying to chase early retirement. And I certainly have been for the last four years or so. And I was just trying to chase early retirement because I was trying to escape from something. I was so miserable at work that I saw the only way to get out of that was to basically keep digging myself out of a hole. And I guess one of my realizations recently has been that maybe some sort of balance in there is a good thing. And even if it's a case of cutting down to say 10 hours work a week and just making sure that we cover our expenses, it means there's no pressure on worrying about drawing down from our portfolio. And it allows us to make sure that we cover our expenses while our portfolio grows in the background. 
It also means that we can still take breaks from work and maybe draw down from the portfolio here and there, but also we can scale up as needed if we need to increase our income for any reason. So maybe it is about finding balance. And as it is, maybe when you actually sit down and work out your own path, you might realize that all roads do lead to semi-retirement. And even if it's not something that you may want to do for a long period, you might find that by embracing some element of semi-retirement in your own journey and your own plan can make a massive difference to your overall journey. As always, if you have any questions on this episode, drop me an email at michael at firepodcast.ie. I look forward to catching you on the next episode. 